You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 67. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. Oh, Isaiah's a great player, but let's talk about this other stupid thing. Yeah. Derek and Steve present... Is the is the I love Isaiah but take um, that, that's going to happen everywhere because not, everyone not the I love Isaiah's but <laughs> not that take not that's I haven't heard that take that's yet. a cold take I'm sure that's out there somewhere you do love Isaiah's but <laughs> of course one final note Steve Kerr is still not uh, doing well yeah. hopefully he's able to get better soon you hate to see what he's going through so the Cavs um, still will be out coached <laughs> yes they will even if Mike Brown goes down with an illness and a traffic code sits on the sideline <laughs> yeah uh, Tyron Lue will be out coached so. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 67 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, we're at it in the morning again. We're at it in the morning. For the Derek first, and time, Steve, first time in a while. Derek and Steve at the break of dawn. At the break of dawn. Um, things are good. You didn't even ask me this time. Um, yeah. I have a question for you. Cool. So yeah, That's why I didn't ask you. Yeah, good. So Forbes came out with the highest paid celebrities of 2017. Ah. Can you name anyone in the top 10? In the top 10. Let's see. Well, so I didn't... Specifically 2017. 2017. So the hint is last year's number one is now number 48. Wow. So that's a lot of fluctuation. Yeah. Um, this is not going to be something that's guessable. I do have a piece. I'll try to guess someone, and then I have. I think I have someone on the list after. Um, let's say maybe... Does it include athletes? Yep. It does. Um Hmm. Let me think. Probably an athlete. You can totally think if you'd like, but I'm gonna say, um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. There you go. The ding, ding, ding. And what is he? Um, he's number five. Number five. Three okay. million. Is Mark uh, Wahlberg on the list? Mark Wahlberg's not on the list. Okay. He should be. Though. I saw he's, a headline oh, he's that said he made sixty-eight million dollars last year. That's the exact number. He's number okay. twenty. I was gonna yeah. say because that was the that was the piece of cheating info I had was that I saw a Barstool post that was titled Mark Wahlberg made $68 million last year, which I assume talked about how ridiculous that is. And but. how many dumb movies he's in. <laughs> um, Sean Diddy Combs, P. Diddy is one, number one, Beyonce number two, J.K. Huh. Rowling number three, Drake number four, uh, Cristiano, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo number five, wow. The Weeknd is huh. number 92. The Weeknd also doesn't have an e, the second E in his name, I totally forgot. Huh. The weekend, the weekend is number 92 or number 6? He's number 6, okay. 92 million. Gotcha. Uh, Howard Stern, 90 million. Coldplay, that's not even like a, <laughs> a person. Yeah. 88 million. James Patterson, 87 million, which is weird. Yeah, very weird. Um, LeBron James, 86 million. Is that 10, number, number 10? 10. Okay. Yep. And then Guns N' Roses for 84 million. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can just do groups. I guess. Groups of people for yeah. the celebrities. So I'm sure the cat. Num- like number the one, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Number two, the Golden State Warriors. Number three, the the New York Yankees. I guess that, is that yeah. the way the celebrity list is going to go. I don't know. I guess so. Um, so, so episode sixty-seven. Have you heard your second? That was the opening. Inf- that was the opening kickoff. I that guess that was it. That, we, that was uh, what we're kicking it off with. Um, so we only have two halves for you, I guess today. Not really even equal halves. They're just going to be quick sections. We're doing a morning podcast. Uh, we didn't do it last night with the game going on. And we everything. do this for the fans. We do this for the fans. We did it so that we could talk about the basketball game. This is what it would have been like if we had done it during the game. We would have been watching every now and then. It would have been like, a, oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, it would have been like, a, well, 
we won't really talk about this game because the game's not over yet and we don't know the outcome yet. So, yes. what, do you th- what do you think? No, so, we're not doing that. Thing. So, let's not do that. <laughs> um, but we should talk about first, let's get pop culture out of the way. Sure. Huge news in the chips department. Actually, I've got another quick um, thing I'll say before I get to the important news. But okay. I went to Canada this past weekend. Yeah, I was oh, in yeah. Toronto. They have a flavor of chips called All Dressed Chips. All Dressed like Chips. Like A-L-L Dressed D-R-E-S-S-E-D. All Dressed Chips. And it's basically, this is how I'll destri- describe it, but they, they describe it differently. But it's definitely just salt and vinegar barbecue. Lays. So okay. if you put... Salt and vin- if you mixed salt and vinegar and barbecue into a chip, that's what you get, and it's very good. Huh. All dressed chips are probably my new favorite chip. Wow, very very good. So they're um, they're universally called all dressed chips. They're universally are, called. Are they all a Lay's chips. brand? Or? They're a flavor. So like Ruffles f- has them. Oh, okay, okay, Lay's has okay. them. So um, okay, so multiple multiple brands have accepted this flavor name. Yes, okay. multiple. It's like Cool Ranch. Right. It's all, all dressed. dressed. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of Cool Ranch, Derek. <laughs> yep. You're gonna lose your mind. I might. So, we all love Cheetos. Yes, everyone loves. Cheetos. Everyone loves Cheetos. Yeah. Whether you love cheese puffs, whether you love flaming hot Cheetos, whether you love regular Cheetos, cheese balls. Yeah. A lot of options in the Cheetos department. Agreed. Flaming hot Cheetos is coming out in the next couple months with a Cool Ranch flavored hot Cheeto. Wow. Habanero, Cool wow. Ranch, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Wow. And I love Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I know you probably don't because you don't I, like spicy that much. I don't much. like spicy too much. But can you see where someone who likes yes. Flamin' Hot Cheetos and likes spicy, Yes. how this would really, really get them going? Yes, I can. That's that's a game changer. It's a game I changer. I feel like Flamin' Hot Cheetos have been around since I was in middle school. They've been around for a long time without yeah. much change, right? It was like, the, first of all, it was like those Andy's Hot Fries for a while. <laughs> yes, I remember those. Then it was Flamin' Hot Cheetos kind of dominated. Yeah. And, but that was 10, 15 years. It's true. No new flavors. Nothing to Hashtag no they, new they, friends. They didn't, yeah, the, the, like the, the product team at Cheetos has just sat in like they their, really don't their, come their out cubes in the corner for fifteen years. Cheetos really is not very innovative. Not. I don't know how they survive because when was the it's last true. time anything changed in Cheetos besides the shape of the Cheeto? Like they, every once in a while they'll come out with like yeah. a a wild like wild shapes box or wild yeah. shaped bag. The only thing that I can remember changing was that they came out with a white cheddar. I didn't remember that. I I only remember it because I got a bag of it once. And they is were good. It, is it gone? They were good. I, I don't know if it's gone or not. I, I only saw it once, so maybe it was a short-time thing, but it was good. They should have kept it. They could have easily cornered the market. Instead, Yeah. Pirate's Booty starts moving in and it's all true. these other puffs. It's true. Pirate's puff Booty brands. never would have even got there if they had made a, a white cheddar puff. Yep. If Cheetos had made a white cheddar puff like a while ago. Now Pirate's Booty's up there. It's popular, yeah. It's popular. It's like, if yeah, it's it's a, you're going for something different than Cheetos when you get that, but like... It's it's popular. It's it's Cheetos still has the market on the on the crunchy t- on the crunchy ones. You know, there's really no there's no equivalent on the crunchy. I think in there, nobody has the same texture and like the the crunchy Cheetos have those weird shapes. When and was stuff. the last time you bought a bag of regular Cheetos? Of regular Cheetos? I I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't I, tell you. I, I know that I have. I know that I have in the last like two years. I think it was at lunch at some point. I did buy a little bag. But I, I mean, it's not something that by any means is a regular thought. No way. To, to Those can them. also have a Cool Ranch flavor. 
That's true. I would like that. That's true. They could have a ton of different flavors for those. So that's the big news in Cheetosville. Um, We don't (laughs) don't have a sound effect. We don't have a sound effect for Cheetosville (laughs) um, or Cheetos news, but uh, maybe we'll work on that. But we really don't need one because they don't change too often. Yeah, we'll we'll prep it. We'll prep our next one for 2035. They do have a ton of commercials. for the same product. That's true. It's just what's that guy's name? Chester Cheeto. Chester, I think. Yeah. A lot of Chester. Yeah. A lot of Chester. Um, that's it for pop culture. <laughs> yes, it is. Just the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess, um, we'll move it along to sports. The Monster Jam. All right. Time for sports. All right. Well, obviously the reason we're doing this in the morning and why we're kind of sluggish today is because Aaron Judge is baseball's new state. Exactly. No, no. Um, Warriors. Yeah. They they win the title. Two out of three years, they win the tie break. Everyone every like everyone is disappointed. <laughs> I don't think anyone who's not a diehard Warriors fan, like all six of them, and then the rest of the bandwagon fans, yeah. I don't think anyone else is happy. Yeah. And and it's weird too because this has kind of turned I mean, LeBron James has been rebuilding his image for a long time. Yeah. Pe- people who used to hate him don't hate him as much, or they respect him, or whatever. I know you don't feel like that, but outside of Boston, that that really is how people perceive LeBron James now. Is he's he's kind of growing on you, um, and this is really like, I think this has really flipped the switch for me. I mean, I I just hate the Warriors, and now like having to root for LeBron and enjoying it so much because he does so many crazy things, it's actually pretty fun. So I'm I might be on team LeBron. But that being said, the Warriors are the worst. They're at the absolute worst. And I think this is bad for the NBA. I think it's bad for uh, for the fans. I don't know. Well, I yeah. mean, so my viewpoint on this hasn't changed a bit. The Warriors are the second worst to LeBron. <laughs> um this was the least enjoyable Outcome that I wanted to happen, I've ever watched. Um, I turned it off the second that it ended, like the second it ended, which is what I do when my team loses. I turn it off the second it ended. But I was happy. Well, I mean, I wasn't really happy, but I, it was the outcome I wanted. You were less disappointed. I was less disappointed. I, like, Kevin Dur- I got irked watching Kevin Durant celebrate. Um, I, I, I'm happy for Steve Kerr if I'm looking for a silver lining. Um, That's so a it's one. a good story for him but to he's come already, back. He's already, he's won, already won. won. He's already won. But I mean, he, he's been through a lot. Um, it's it's bad for the NBA. I think that um, I think that we might see some change. Uh, we're not going to see a lot of change in the Warriors, so they're still going to be the villain, and they're gonna they're gonna grow as a villain because they're all gonna. If it's true that they're gonna stay together and take less money, this is gonna be really bad for the league, and it's gonna be it's gonna be polarizing for everyone else in the league because now. It's like, look at how, I mean, this is what we talked about maybe two weeks ago on the podcast was that in a relatively non-competitive series was going to be terrible for the league because it was going to highlight how far away everyone is from the Warriors. So what we needed here, I think, was a sweep. Like the 3-1 win or the 4-1 win is so disappointingly boring. It's true. A sweep at least we can talk about. A sweep at least we can say... Is this the best team ever? Yeah, is it sixteen and zero playoffs? Sixteen and zero playoffs. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like, what? How can anyone ever do this? Yeah, four one. Now people are just like, ugh, yeah. gross. <laughs> like another championship. 
And and, and and it feels the same as a sweep without any storylines with it. Exactly. Um, so now we have to put up with Steph Curry, who is ESPN's poster child. Um, Kevin Durant, who somehow is still a top three player in the NBA. Um, Draymond Green, Matt Barnes, <laughs> Zaza Pachulia. Like the worst, the worst basketball players are all on one team. Yeah. The only person I used to like, even Clay Thompson stinks. Like he's like, he, would you say he's like if you created? He's a generic video game player. A generic video so like, game player. Yeah, that's he, what is generated. He's the first guy that gets generated when you create your player <laughs> yeah. in a video game. And then you go from there to change he's him the most up. Plain face. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So it, they're really like no good personalities. Uh, I will say, Andre Iguodala is yeah. the man. I've always respected him. Yeah. I think he's a great basketball player. He played on the the worst teams. Um, for a and, while. and played really hard for yeah. them. Um, so now, good for him. I'm happy he won. Nobody else on that team, e- even I'm even remotely happy for. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I mean, the list for me ends w- after Iguodala and Steve Kerr, and that's it. Yeah. And and, uh, and so I, Durant and Draymond are the biggest drivers for me. Um, I'm extremely indifferent to Clay, Clay Thompson. I don't. Um, in fact, you know, we also differ in this. I'm indifferent to both Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Um, anything, anything I hold against Steph Curry stems from the Warriors institutionally for me. Um, I know it's not always the same for, and and particularly when there's, particularly when you're picking between LeBron and Curry, it, it's going to be polarizing either way. So I, I feel like there aren't many people that hate them both. Um, that's maybe true. That's a, maybe that's a maybe that's off base, but I feel like. With the way the culture has developed over the last three years, you hate one or the other. If you hate one of them, I, I if you hate both, then you haven't. Been, you just don't watch these series. I think. Yes. I mean, like, if you hate both of them, then like this, these games well, would they, just make you well, so angry that you can't watch them. Well, the thing is, you'd have to really, really try hard to hate both of them because their basketball that's, styles are so different. Right. Like, that's true. That's true. You can't hate either of them for the game they. Pl- you can hate one of them for the game they play. Yeah. But not both of them because they basically cover both ends of the spectrum yeah, in terms yeah, of basketball yeah. play. Yeah, but, well, right, in terms of basketball play. But, I mean, I'm not sure the basketball play is what drives people to hate. And even in terms of personality now, like, Steph, Steph Curry's the more outward, outwardly annoying. LeBron James is the more, like, you get annoyed yeah. at him because he complains after calls. Yeah, I mean, on court, on court display-wise, LeBron has significantly toned down what he does. He doesn't do much. He, he, he sort of... He doesn't showboat on the court, Correct. really, pretty much ever. And, and, and Steph, Steph Curry does it does when the, all when, the time. Yeah, every second of every time. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but he does. He does it. He does it more than LeBron does. He does it more um, than everyone else in the league. I don't know if I, I could say that, but who showboats I, I more I, than I don't know Steph I don't Curry? Know. I don't know the answer, so I would have to look. Yeah, but um, I think that I think that's I personally think that Steph has gotten. Um, a lot of undue criticism because I think that a lot of what he does now, people just say he's showboating because that's who he's become. If, if he turns his head and runs down the court and like puts his hand up, it's like, Oh, look at Steph. Like, you know, yeah. it's just what he does. So, so for he me, he does the shimmy. He does the turnaround. Not, I mean, right. he doesn't do that in the finals or playoffs, but no, yeah, yeah. he does. But, yeah. yeah he does stand, his shoot and turn around, turn before, around. Yeah. yeah. So like he certainly does. And, and again, that's like a, is that showboating? I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's what he does. So if that's, it's, it's what it's become showboating, I guess. I mean, he's not, he's not like. I don't know. Either way, like, 
you're right. Hating Steph Curry is a product of the system they're in. Like he was given all the advantages with the team he's on. Not that, I mean, not that that was two years ago. But it's it's you can't root for this team. Like why would crazy for me too the the transition the transformation that happened across three years because I can remember why I was enthralled with this team because this team was built the way that I want teams to be built in the in the well with the exception of when Durant came here the original Warriors group was built the way that I wish every team was built. Like, this team drafted well. They had players drafted mid-first round, second round, that became really good players. That you know, they they molded a culture. I mean, this goes back to when Mark Jackson was their coach, I think. Like, they started they started to get their identity at that point, and he got fired, which was unfortunate, but Steve Kerr was even better. Um, it's amazing how this team became so hateable. Like, it's so easy to hate teams that are formed by a big three because it's like, yeah. you, you from the from Jump Street, you feel against them. The Warriors did not have that, and somehow they still became what they are today. So, and obviously, Kevin the Kevin Durant thing helps a lot because if Durant had not gone there, and, and the same war the same Warriors group was back there for the third straight year, if it, it just feels a little bit more respectable, I think, rather than this just like continually one up escalation between these two these two yeah. powerhouses. So, so the question becomes: I'll, I'll ask you. It's a two part question. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here as as the NBA? And where do the Celtics go from here? Because they're they're probably the, it sounds stupid, but they're they're the next closest team. Yeah. Right now, besides like the so Spurs, the Spurs and, and the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. They're the they're yeah, I might even say the Rockets are not that close after watching what happened in the playoffs. You know, I mean I mean James Harden had an MVP caliber season, but when he was a little bit out of the out of the funk of it a little bit, I mean, they just kind of got smoked, and by a team that ended up getting smoked by the Warriors. So, so the NBA has a problem. Yeah. So, and you don't, you you obviously get it, but a lot of the fan base doesn't get it because most, a lot of the NBA fan base is bandwagon fans or yeah. they root for personalities, which you can do in the NBA. Right. And that lends itself to that to the. Yeah. Top tier teams. Well, right. That's yeah. if you're a fan of like like myself, the Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. and I've known for the past six years that like I've known that there's no shot, like a zero shot. I don't even watch the games. There's no reason. Even the Tampa Bay Rays, like I watch the Rays games. Yeah, baseball, anything can happen in that long of a season. Like yeah. you, there's there's some parity. Like you can build a good yeah a team that meshes well together in any other sport. And yeah. they don't have any stars, but they yeah. mesh well together. That doesn't happen in basketball. No. So now yeah. 75% of the league is sitting back saying the next year of basketball sucks already. Yeah. Like I can say the next year of basketball sucks. And, and I'll, I'll, 75% of the NBA fan base is saying the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know how to fix it. I don't, I don't know what the the solution is in terms of like how do you reengage with the fans? Who do you do you stop pushing these stars and start pushing like mid-market teams? Cuz Everyone wants to see like a Timberwolves make a run. Yeah, it's almost like March Madness now. I mean, you're rooting for the underdogs. Yeah, in and the NBA because the top tier teams. Yeah, are so annoying. And you can get teams that have that good mesh of of um of kind of culture and personality and heart, like you mentioned about some of these baseball teams and other sport teams that we've seen. But what that means in the NBA is that you are you you achieved like a seven or eight seed. It's like this team meshed. They made the playoffs. Yeah, they they. 
maybe like, they look at the jazz. Like the jazz were around. the jazz yeah. were a great story. Everyone was rooting for them. Yep. Like cool. Look they won this. game seven against the Clippers. Yeah, and they got swept before you could blink against the Warriors. Yeah, and it's like, it's it's similar with the Celtics. I, I know the Celtics had obviously their best player go down, but like, it's a still. I mean, it's still a similar tale. You know, the Celtics had a great season, great story. They win game seven. Isaiah had all the tragedy, tragedy and everything. And then they're relatively non-competitive against Cleveland. And, and so the question is, how do you fix it? I mean, there's there's no way to fix it in, in one season. Um, this goes back to what I thought was, I think, is a part of the issue, which was the collective bargaining agreement, the way that it, yeah. the way that that spiked the cap completely. And I know that was due to the TV deal, and there's not much you can do about it because the owners get all the money of the TV deal, and they they want it being spent back into the league, you know, like – it, it's probably bad business for the league if they give all these owners like 50 million extra dollars from revenue and they say you can't spend it on your team. The NBA wants them to spend it on their team. But I just think that they should have gone a little bit further with salary cap, you know, like yeah. tapering that salary cap increase. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm just trying to think of what, what you can do to enable, to try to enable a little bit more uh, parity or competitiveness from the from top to bottom. I mean, this is going to sound dumb, um, but the first thing I would do is is attempt to change the superstar call culture in the NBA. That's the first thing I would attempt to do. Um, I don't know how, but what does that but, mean, a superstar I mean, call e- culture. Every if you're a top twenty player and you drive to the basket, you are way more oh, likely to yeah, get a call than absolutely. than than, this, than the scrub off than the guy who won the Warriors fan sweepstake contest and got to play uh, <laughs> yeah. i think his last name was macaw yeah number, number zero number zero so it's and, and that's going to be really difficult to do because now is a but but i mean if we're starting somewhere that's where i'm just going to start is i'm going to say let's run the refs through an off-season training like program that says how can i identify when whether steph curry actually got fouled or if steph curry went up for a shot and it looked so bad that i and i'm not accustomed to seeing him take a shot like that and he fell down that I think it was a foul. So that's another portion that really got uh, amplified this, even just the whole playoff series, was the really, really bad, and it's not the ref's fault, it's the rule's fault, Yeah. that these players are taking advantage of, of the, the throw it up, when, the you throw get, it up yeah. when you get fouled. Yeah. So everyone, the game has become play for fouls, Yeah. which is really stupid and yeah. not fun to watch at all. Yeah, well... Like, yeah. like who is... I don't know. It, it is anyone enjoying the three the three point shot, like where you come no, around to pick? No. Like, is anyone no. enjoying it? No, and that one's tougher for me um, to figure to, to figure out. Not that I. I mean, I. Agree. I think I think it's dumb. I think so, you can, like if you're so, foul, they should be able to. This is gonna. This is maybe not the solution either, but you should be able to review fouls. They 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 do sometimes in like the last two minutes. I think it's. I've strangely seen them. What they can, what for what they can and can't review is like a week. Is I'll never figure it out. But if they should yeah. very, very much cut down on the continuation. Yeah. Or, no continuation on shots. Like if you can do no yeah. continuation on a jump shot, like I don't see how it affects the game that much, except for like the people will stop jumping into people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's true. Like like my Cause initial because there's, yeah. there's a there's a difference between like in the act of shooting versus they were shooting. Right, like, right. Like, if you eliminate the quote-unquote in the act of shooting and change it to just they had shot the ball, like the ball yeah. was released, 
I don't know uh, that, it's and that gonna, may yeah. that may change the game too much. I'm it, not sure, but might. you just it just so it's so bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's I w- boring I w- to I watch people go that to the free would, throw line. I would worry that that would um, do too much harm with with taking away the bad stuff. You know, like I mean, I mean, I feel like you'd start to see drives where a guy left his feet and like in the air he's like changing position, going up and under or something, and he gets fouled. And, he, and since he hasn't actually shot the ball yet, you know, or he's not actually releasing the ball yet, then he's not going to get an and one on that play or something. I, I think my, I mean, my first, my my first thought to try to fix this would have been to bring in referee judgment to say if you are trying to draw a foul, it is not a foul. Yeah. As an offensive player, if you're trying to draw a foul, you don't get it. it well, sorry, it has to be a natural a natural offensive play that, that does, is not in the interest of drawing a foul. The, so, the three-pointer around the pick play, for me, would become difficult to use that standard with because these guys are doing it on purpose, but they are they are a lot of times just going up for a regular three, but they just get hit, they get touched because they're, they're going up for a three so close to that pick that they get brushed on the side and it's, and it's a foul. You know? So that one would be tougher because it's not as – undeniable that they were purely going for a foul because they are going up for a normal three-pointer in yeah. today's NBA. Well, listen to this. Um, so I just looked up the stats for free-throw attempts um, for the series in total. Okay. Kevin Durant, 41. Steph Curry, 39. Draymond Green, only 15. So really? the top two people have 95% of the fouls, Yeah. and Draymond Green has 15. Who is the person who's actually – Getting rebounds and playing down low right, and playing getting fouled. Low. Right, right. LeBron James, thirty-seven free throw attempts. Kyrie Irving, twenty. Kevin Love, twenty. And then the drop off is eighteen to Richard Jefferson. So like, right, obviously they're they're taking the most shots. Yeah. They they have the most opportunity to get fouled. But yeah. the fact that Draymond Green has less than half of the free throws than Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like KD, I can see because he's a he's a pretty aggressive driver. But yeah. Steph Curry shoots yeah. threes. Yeah, like Steph Curry I, is a I, I is noticed, a pull up shooter, yeah. and rarely gets fouled yeah. on a drive. I, I would be interested to see um, what the uh, if they probably don't have it there, but what the breakdown would they definitely don't have it there actually. But what the breakdown would be of when those trips to the line were shooting versus bonus. I, I actually do feel like I recall Steph going to the line a lot during the bonus uh, of of quarters during during the series where once they were over the limit like i remember jr smith gave a really dumb foul at one point like yeah. in a, like a one on two and he fouled curry just to like stop a fast break and i think it put him into the bonus or something like that so um that that's a factor but certainly it's not like it's not it doesn't uh invalidate the point of of its it's it's strange um, so how do we fight back how do we well how do we tell the nba this is not what we want well i think they know is is one of the problems um I don't know. It's there's nothing you can do as a fan. I don't think. I, I mean, it, it's it, it it comes down to a question of something that's a valid question is like how much can the league really do? Like how, how much can the league really do to keep things fair without making things unfair? Like they can't try to do too much to to make it yeah. like parity. You know, you can only do so much. Um, it's like. So, so if you want to talk on one extreme end of the spectrum, like leagues, leagues can block moves from happening in the interest of league. Of Remember when they blocked the, the Chris Paul, Chris Paul but, trade? Yes, but, 
but that but the, what the NBA owned the Hornets though at that time. So that was a part of the reason. But still, it's like I mean, I, I think there was like an acting general manager in New Orleans who made that trade, but the NBA owned the Hornets because they hadn't been bought yet. And so the NBA vetoing that trade was essentially like I mean, what they will say is it's essentially like an owner vetoing the GM saying like no you can't make that trade yeah but but it's but that's certainly different because this is the it's the NBA it's it's they're they're looking out for and, the and Chris of the Paul still league. made it okay he went to the Clippers instead like yeah it's, right 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 he still and made another great team but like yeah if that if if that if, got vetoed and yeah. KD's didn't like right. what's the or the next thing that happens exactly well, nothing like get like or, or when KD takes a contract well below market which I know we all want to. You know, we all want to praise that guy for taking a lower salary to help the team. It's like you get into this whole thing that's like that's a that's the moral high ground thing. You know, I'm taking less money. And look, this is the thing. This is what it is with Tom Brady. People people praise Tom Brady till they're blue in the face about taking less money. And obviously, I'm super biased and love Tom Brady. Yeah. I will never praise him over the top for that because it's. That's not the world we live in anymore. Yeah. An athlete's salary on the salary cap is not what he makes. Like you just said it. LeBron James made what? Like eighty six million dollars last year? Mm-hmm. He his salary is thirty three. Like Yeah. He could take twenty seven and like he's like he could take twenty. He could he could take he could yeah, it's, uh, it's hypothetical, a, he could play for zero dollars <laughs> and he would have made fifty five fifty three million dollars last year. Yeah. Like so taking a little less money or less than the max is no longer like the moral high ground. It, it's 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 soon going to be seen as kind of like cheating. Yeah, it will. And, and if all four of these guys do that to keep the keep the band together here, if Curry, Durant, Thompson, and Draymond all take below market values, no one is going to be saying, "Look at how good these guys look at look at what a good guy he took less money." Yeah. So that they could keep so that the I mean, so for the betterment of the team, like that's not going to be the that won't be it at all. And it shouldn't be. No, I mean you're right because there there's no reason for these guys not to a help the team, b search for more championships, right. just by giving up. Like you can literally pay the, for will, more championships. It will, it will pay for itself. Yeah. You you went you, the the sponsorships. I the mean not not, like, not that these guys lack sponsorships, but the spotlight, the sponsorships, and everything that comes with it. If you win, if you win the next five championships, you will easily make back. The ten million dollars that you left on the table. Oh man! If you win one championship, yeah. If you win one championship, yeah. you'll be in three commercials the next day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially so. if you're one of the core members. So that's the problem. That's the that, problem. that's the problem in the NBA. And, and and look, it's the problem in other sports to an extent, but not nearly the extent that that it is in the NBA. And I don't know what the answer is because as a league, it's going to become a very slippery slope if you say no, you can't sign that contract. You're worth more than that. Now, like now, you're telling teams like what guys are worth. So I don't. It's really, it's a really tough thing to figure out um, when players start doing what we've always considered to be morally commendable. It's going to become a huge problem in the NBA um, because of that. So here we are. The future of the NBA looks bleak. Um, so you asked me what what the Celtics should do. What should the Celtics <laughs> or the do? Magic Just give me do. the, the magic. Um, like what. Well, that's that's a, that's a worse question. Here's my quick answer. I think that I think Cleveland's making significant changes. Um, I do. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think. I mean, every single person beyond honestly LeBron James and Kyrie Irving yeah. played terribly. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. those guys we praised, who are like the Darren Williams and the Kyle yeah. Corvers and the, the the high upside veterans. Yeah. 
work. Like they, I, I had yeah. mad respect for Kyle Korver. He's an unbelievable three point shooter. That's all he does. He's yeah. very he's a specialist. That's what we learned. <laughs> we he, learned that's all he does. That's all he does, and yeah. he got torched left and right. And I I don't want to say yeah. I lost a lot of respect for him, but he played terrible basketball yeah. when they needed someone to play good basketball. And I asked Rob this: Is are those players exposed because they're on a team with such better players? Or are they just te- or do they just play terribly? Like do they you look know, in this bad case, because they're this, on the they're yeah. on the Cavs who have LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love versus the Warriors? So they're really out of like they're I, out I, of their element in terms of in, of skill levels. I think it's the versus part because um, th- there were stretches that Kyle Korver looked like he was back. I think against like uh, I think that series against Toronto, yeah, he had a well, game that I mean obviously it was only one game, but. I think it's the I think it's the team he's going against because what what was extremely exposed in the series for Corver too was his defense. I mean, he was trying. Oh, yeah. I mean, trying to defend. He was trying to defend Curry or Thompson at times, and like it went terrible, absolutely terrible <laughs> for him. It went poorly um, for him. Yeah. So so yeah, I think that it's just as much as the team he's on. I think it's the team he's playing for on both sides. I mean, there there were guys in the Warriors that I think didn't have great series because they were facing Cleveland. Um, but you're right. I think that LeBron and Kyrie are the only two guys that you say for sure are staying around. And now here, now this becomes the question, and it's a very valid question. If you're a team that is now taking phone calls from the Cavs who are trading Kevin Love, Kevin Love would help the Celtics a lot. Yeah, he's exactly what the Celtics need. Um, does that get you? Does that get you closer to Cleveland? I don't know. Like if you're gonna give, you got to give them something back. So what are you giving them back? If if Cleveland calls up and they want your your Nets pick next year or something, if you're the Celtics, they want they want some of those. They want that last first round pick you got in the in the arsenal, and they want like Jay Crowder and they want Marcus Smart. You know, so are you still like are you better than them anymore? We just saw how how no depth is on that roster. Yeah. If you're now giving them a couple good role players that have been good for you. And you're taking Kevin Love from them, and maybe allowing them to go That's sign the someone Cavs, else. The Cavs' biggest weakness is the, is obvious. It's their bench. It's their, de- it's their They're depth. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah, and they they were very much exposed yeah. in this finals. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have LeBron James play 99 percent yeah. of the minutes, yeah. you'll be fine. Right. But then if they sit for five minutes, like yeah. they did in Game well, Three, we, and, yeah, and he also game did two. They they yeah. The it, Warriors go on 11-0 run. And no matter how superhuman LeBron James appears to be. He can get tired in a game that's that hot, that fast paced against a team like this that he's playing every minute. I, I mean, game two, I think it was whatever game that was that he just looked exhausted. I mean, it was undeniable. He played the entire game basically, and they they ran at a pace that is even, unparalleled. Even in the this league. game, his defense was not on par. That's true. The, a couple of those, those Iguodala dunks, he kind of like he didn't even have the kind of the burst to go try to contest it. And it's like, what do you expect? Like, he's playing forty what four five six minutes a game at, at a pace that is ridiculous in this league yeah so the only good news to come out of this is maybe tyron lue gets fired <laughs> maybe maybe they I mean, get a new coach maybe i don't know yeah i mean they should they should He's a terrible coach <laughs> terrible so, coach uh you couldn't figure out anything as far as like ways to incorporate corver or like get cor- get role players open put them in good positions he couldn't do any of that so uh he also I think the coaches to blame somewhat when Kevin, someone like Kevin Love has such a bad series. He's not even involved in the offense at all. I mean, like no points in the, the first the, half. There's something. There's something to be said for getting your players involved. Like I think that's a coaching thing to some extent. Um, you have to sort of, 
you you got to make sure that you're getting everybody involved. Like I know that LeBron can drive pretty much every possession, and you and you will always take a LeBron drive. If like before the possession starts, if you say we're gonna have a LeBron drive on this possession, you'll always say yes. That's that's a good. That's a high. That's a high uh, percentage shot. But you can't do that every play, and you have to make sure that your other your other guys are getting involved. And for someone like Love, it's not as easy as it is for Kyrie Irving to get involved. You know, Kyrie could be very quiet for a while, and then give him the ball and he can get involved yeah like that that's all you have to do for Kyrie for love you need to you need to run some action for him you need to get him open in the corner you need to get him in a bad post-up matchup and and, and get him some easy buckets like they were doing that or like at, at times in the series but they 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 didn't stick with it at all so um I think that Lou could easily be fired um but ultimately it's just a question of what's next for them player wise because they they can't get rid of Love and not bring anyone back. You know, they need to yeah. bring back somebody who's at least close to Love, and they need to add depth. When, and when I say can't, I'm meaning on the perspective of them being close to the Warriors because, like, they need to have still just as good of a big three, but they need a bench. Yeah. And that's – I don't know how you achieve that if you're them. <sighs> well, I'm done talking about it. Me too. I hate the Warriors. I'm glad hate, that I mean, the season's over. I would love to see anyone – but the top four teams win, literally. Like yeah. even the Celtics. No, anyone with the top two teams, I would like to see win. I mean, I don't, I mean I'm like, not rooting for the Spurs. Spurs. I guess, like, yeah, I'm not really rooting yeah. for the Rockets. But even so, like, yeah. you're right. Anybody yeah, I mean, with the last, anybody st- with the last three straight finals. I would still rather anyone else win at this point. Um, yeah, the Spurs, I could do with someone else winning. That that would feel like a cop out of a solution if the Spurs then won. It's like, hey guys, we got, <laughs> we got a new champ for you. It's the Spurs. Who it's have the won guy. Six is, remember, times. yeah, they won a bunch like yeah. four years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> Um, so it, it's cyclical and it's terrible and I hate it. Yeah. And and the Spurs are a testament to a good coach. Like if you can have a good yeah. coach and build a build a good solid team, like they don't have any stars besides Kawhi, yeah. and he wasn't a star when he started yeah. in the league. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's a whole another conversation. Yeah. But that's what hopefully the bl- bl- blueprint the Celtics will will use because that's their only choice at this point. They have a good you coach. You can't it's a good just start. you can't just splash right now and become better than the Warriors. Yeah. So there's so, no way to do that in the in the market. So. Uh, Kevin Durant wins his first NBA title, named Finals MVP. Yeah. Um, the Warriors go on to win the tiebreaker. They're two out of three against the Cavs. Um, the Cavs will probably get another shot next year. And uh, we'll all be talking about this again in exactly 365 <laughs> days. Um, the Penguins, however, yeah. also won the cup over Smashville, which is another huge disappointment. Just a few bad sports disappointments. Uh, Nashville really did put on a show. Yeah, they did. The the city did. did. The team did. It it was just such a good marketing campaign for Nashville that I think. Oh yeah. I don't think they they go on this kind of run again soon. I don't think they're a dominant team. But yeah. what it what it did to to make Nashville a hockey town because you could tell Nashville was dying for yeah. a team. They yeah. were dying for something. And then it, it was just like, oh, the Predators, yeah. they're really good. Yeah. Let's buy into them. And everyone bought in. Yeah. And, and it just built. It built. And they became a very good hockey town. And I know I compared them to Tampa, but that's how it happened in Tampa. Like they, yeah. We've had some bad teams for the past 10 years, and Lightning are like, oh, look, Lightning are good. Yeah. And then everyone rallies around them, and you become a hockey town, mm-hmm. which is hard to do because hockey's not super popular in the South. So these two cities becoming – really good hockey towns I think is awesome and especially for Nashville like it's so unique they're playing country music when they score goals like, it's so yeah. it's so unique and they're throwing catfish on the ice um, so it's really it's a bummer that they lost but it's it's good in the long run for I think that's good in the long run for hockey not them losing yeah. but that they made it yeah. that far and they made that much of an impression on the people watching yeah for sure and, and I mean 
we won't harp on this too much. Neither of us are happy the Penguins won. I don't. This, in this case, I think, I think even more than in the NBA case, personally. Maybe maybe that's not the case, but I think that even more so in this series, the entire country was against the Penguins. More so than the yeah. entire country was against well, the Warriors. I think it was more the entire country was for the Predators. Yeah. Well, right, right, yeah, but but. Because yeah. in the basketball sense, it's true. It's true. you're just really against the Warriors. Nobody, nobody's happy with really either one in the basketball because it's been so repetitive. Yeah. But Nashville just captured neutral fans across the country. Um, you know, it, it does kind of stink because in the end, it, it in the end it's it comes down to the, in the NHL now. It's sort of that. Well, when all is said and done, where are we? And the Penguins won again, and so that's not a good reflection of of the of the parody in the league, but I don't think it, it necessarily speaks to everything because the NHL parody still showed itself in, in these playoffs. Yeah, you know, I think w- Nashville obviously is the main example. The Ottawa Senators took the Penguins to Game 7 in the in the Eastern Conference yeah, Finals. Th- like, this was a fine yeah. finals for hockey. It yeah. just happened that the Penguins are still a very good team. Sidney yeah. Crosby's still very good. Malkin's still very good. Yeah. And I can respect that. Like yeah. this, is, this is not a case of them building a team and us saying, uh-oh. Yeah. I hope someone can beat the Warriors in yeah. <laughs> 90 games. Yeah, yeah. But I know they won't, yeah. and now here we are. Exactly. Uh, so, Penguins win. Bad sports week for everybody. Yep. Yep. Um, you know who it was a good sports week for? Oh. Aaron freaking Judge. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is, the new, is baseball's new star. Yeah. He is the new – so, Mike Trout didn't take the stardom. It didn't take to him. It just didn't work. Bryce Harper is doing a good job of it. He's trying to change baseball, make it a little more fun and flair. Aaron Judge is like the old school baseball player we all miss. Just yeah. and it's and it's not like he's on steroids because he's six eight or six yeah. nine. So yeah. like I mean maybe he is or maybe anyone is, but yeah, it's it's a pure you just a slugger, just a guy who yeah. goes up and smashes home run. He's in yeah. the he's in the the lead for home runs in the MLB. He literally hit a four hundred ninety five foot <laughs> home run at Yankee Stadium yesterday. I sent you a video of it because yeah. I saw it live and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like yeah. that might hit, so that might hit like a vendor <laughs> selling hot dogs in the in the courseway or in the concourse. Yeah. yeah, like, oh man. <laughs> um, so he is smashing baseballs. He's hitting home runs every every game. Um, he's just locked in, and he's he's like a sm- big goofy. Like he's got a gap in his teeth, yeah. and he wears funny clothes <laughs> after for interviews. So wears number ninety nine. It wears number ninety nine. Yeah, right. And he's gigantic. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really, I think good. I know we talk about what's good and bad for each sport, but yeah, baseball needs this kind of stuff. Yeah. Baseball needs some random person to be a phenom. Yeah. Like right now, the the stars in baseball are are pretty cool. They're not great. I mean, the Cubs winning was huge. Mm-hmm. That that now they're kind of just mediocre. So you need something to to kick it up, and especially for the Yankees, who's yeah. And, and they're less hateable. Yeah. There's no bought talent, really. I mean, the Yankees, yeah, we talked about this. This before. is all we, farm system we, talent. We talked about this at the end of the last season when the Yankees, or maybe it was two seasons ago, I'm not really sure, but at, at some point the Yankees cut ties with Teixeira, they cut ties with A Rod, they like, they, they really said, you know what, we got to go back to the farm. We got to go back to building this the way that, you know, a more traditional team builds it and rather they than a very good job. And and now they're they're getting their their back. Starlin Castro, Castro is becoming a yeah. really good player. Aaron Hicks, they made a great trade. They actually traded. Yeah. Remember my friend John Ryan Murphy? Yeah, yeah. They traded. It was a Aaron Hicks for John Ryan Murphy straight, straight up trade. Up. Wow. Now wow. John Ryan's in John Ryan's in the Triple A, swinging wow. two fifty, and Aaron Hicks <laughs> is hitting home runs every other day. Yeah. Um. So they really they did a good job of of 
developing young talent, and this team can be good for a long time. Yeah. Especially if Aaron Judge, yeah. if this isn't a fluke. Right, right. Like, if he can actually yeah. just mash. And, and I, I, I personally, I like it because I like I like the young way. So, for me, I've always, like, I grew up with the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, and yeah. it's been dead. I mean, there's been no rivalry whatsoever. And I don't see there any, I don't see any bad blood boiling, but at least if there's young talent, it can start somewhere, yeah. you know. I mean, Aaron Judge right now has completely usurped what most people were picking Andrew Benintendi to do, which is win the Rookie of the Year. And Judge is clearly Judge may win MVP and Rookie of the Year. Yeah, exactly. And so having a young infusion of talent on both sides, I think, can help rivalries too. So um, it's it's good for baseball. I mean, obviously, you want teams to be successful together, like and grow and be successful together. So when they reach their peak, they reach at the same time, and it's very high intensity. Yeah, especially yeah, especially division rivals and you know. We say that now, but you know we don't want. We hate the Cavs Warriors things, so. but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So well, Aaron they're not Judge, reaching their peak. They're not growing. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so that's it. Aaron Judge baseball's um, new stud, and then last topic: United States beats Mexico one to one. There you go. Yes, what uh, a no, win. We, we tied Mexico <laughs> in um, Estadio Azteca. We beat Mexico. Well, we tied them. It was a tie. <laughs> but but if you can tie someone in their home stadium, it's way better for um, because then especially the best team in the hardest place to play yeah. that's a win in our book because right. ties are taken not as literally in soccer so um at least that's what i was told from people who watch soccer right um so that's a good result for the united states uh, men's team uh in the world cup qualifier a tie with mexico in a very interesting fun to watch game uh everyone looked good i don't watch too much soccer but yeah we competed yeah. and against Mexico, and I saw a goal right. on our side. So, so I'm all in. Well, yeah. I mean, let's go. Let's win the World Cup. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's qualify. Let's Cup. qualify first, then let's win the World Cup. Yeah, let's qualify, then win the World Cup. Yeah, I'm down for that. So Yeah. Anything else? That's it for That's me, it. Eric. That's it for sports. Final drive. Final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second? I'm going to go second. All right, I'll go first. Uh, I think we're both talking about where we went this weekend, so I'll start. Uh, took a trip down to Cape May, New Jersey, which is, uh, I think, southern New Jersey. For those of you who don't know, you can look it up. I don't really know exactly how far it is. I, I was told that it's about an hour further south than where the Jersey Shore show was. So it wasn't like on the Jersey Shore, like where the boardwalk is and that everything that was on the show there. But it's uh, it's a beach town uh, a little bit south of there. Uh, real, I mean, as perfect weather as you could get. I mean, it was like 70 to 78 degrees both days like sunny not a cloud in the sky um very very cool it, it, what it, what it kind of felt like to me was like uh as far as like the bars and restaurants and stuff it felt a little bit like the, it was definitely the type of bars and restaurants you'd see at like cape cod um but they were much more abundant you don't have to take a 35 minute van ride to get there um like you do a lot of times in the cape yeah. depending on where you're staying yep. uh it was all walkable from like where we rented the house to where, where the beach was down to where the restaurants were and like ice cream places and, and uh, grills and things like that. Cool. So uh, very cool. I highly recommend Cape May. It was my first time going there. The it's honestly and, and this we got this from Floridians that were there. It's like a Florida beach. It, right. it, it was really nice sand, um, lots of room, clean. You know, water was actually not super cold even for being early in the season. Um, so there you go, Cape May. If you're looking for just like a your 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 typical beach town getaway not like tropical but just like beach kind of like cape cod ish um but in more of a town with like a boardwalk type thing 
Cape May is a great choice. Cool. So, I heard it's like Florida beaches. I'm in. Yeah. Um, so I'm also reviewing a, a city, just a, just a small little city uh, north of the border, uh, Toronto, Canada. I was there for uh, work for the past couple days. Um, very unique city. Very cool. Weather was beautiful while we were there, which is great. Um, right on the water. I don't know what type of water it was, but I think it was a lake. Uh, went to the top of the CN Tower, which is the thing Drake sits on in his album. Um, <laughs> got to see all of Toronto that way. Um, got to see Rogers Center, which is also really cool. Uh, people are super nice, just like you can imagine. Like, very extremely nice. Yeah. Even people at the airport who are usually grumpy and upset were very happy to see you and very happy that you were in Canada. And it actually made me forget that Trump was president for a couple days. And it was super, super refreshing. <laughs> just to get out of the country. Uh, and I don't know what's, if that's indicative of more trips out of the country because it really was just nice to be away um, in a nice place. So uh, Toronto's not doing anything incredibly different. It really is like a, U- a U.S. town. Like I, yeah. I can't really point to anything besides the accents, and people do have accents there, that is that makes it different than a U.S. town. Um, you can use American dollars most most places. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, there's all the bars serve the same beers. It's <laughs> it's really yeah. there's not much different. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything that was noticeably different, but I can't besides how nice they were. But that being said, it's a really quick trip from Boston. If you're in Boston, it's about an hour and a half flight. Airport is easy as pie. Like uh, I was kind of worried because I didn't get. I, I'm doing the baseball stadium thing, and I want to check off going to yeah. a game in each place. And they did. It didn't match up with the with the Blue Jays, so I was upset, and I was like, kind of worried that, oh, maybe I'll never get back. It'll yeah. be difficult. It was so easy yeah. in and out to, to get to Toronto. There was, I mean, customs takes thirty minutes, maybe even faster than any other airport. So, very happy with that. Um, overall, good time. Uh, are, are you gonna rate Cape May? Um, I mean, I can. I'm gonna rate it. All right, rate Toronto it. gets. Short. 83%, uh, yeah, 83% Steve Nicholas avocados. 83, that's nice. Yeah. I'm gonna, I might go a little higher for mine. I think I'll give Kate May like an 87. Nice. 87, Two yeah. good times. Yeah, and also it was about, a, I forgot to say that, it was about a six hour drive down and uh, to Kate May. And the drive back was about eight, but that was because of traffic on a Sunday. Gotcha. So. Cool. Uh, well, go. that's it for episode 67 yeah. of You Heard It Here Second. That's all we got. Um, I do want to make a plug because this is, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts lately. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. That is, like, because we do zero promotion. Yeah. No. We really just do this. I don't on know a how sim- to promote on iTunes. I don't, I don't know, know how to- you promote on iTunes. I think we just have to promote in general. Yeah. I think we need to post on Facebook or Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, starting next week, let's let's make it a point to talk about it at the beginning of the episode. Because if you made it this far, congrats. Because I don't know if people listen all the way yeah, to the that's, end. Yeah, that's true. Um, we never plug at the beginning. Which you in order to reward you, you get to be in the It should elite. be in our intro. It should. Please it should like and subscribe, subscribe on, on iTunes. Yeah, we don't even mention iTunes. Because um, that is how you start floating to the top of stuff. And we've got 67 episodes. There you go. You know what? Decided. We're changing up our, our intro line. Wow. Yeah. Cool. We're change it. We're huge re- news. We're, we're rewriting it. Love so it. Get, get yourself ready next You got it. Champions, champions adapt. So let's do it. <laughs> Um, cool. That's that's the last plug. That's it. Like and rate us and review us. Um, it helps people learn about us. Alrighty. Um, and that way we up. yeah, sixty seven's up. Oh, you're in my, that's the last thing you were that's saying. That's it. That I, was, I was gonna say later days. Oh, okay. Well, so I'll say my thing first. So we'll see you guys next week for episode sixty eight. Later days. <laughs>